0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. And this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm excited to welcome back a guest that has been solid every time. It's Mike Sturm. I will make sure to link up to the previous two episodes that he's been on in the show notes for this episode. And in fact, I would love you to go check out the link to the system that we are talking about in this episode. You can find that at thetodaysystem.com. That way you can follow along on this self-made productivity system that he has devised. Don't shy away from it. And when I say productivity system, a lot of people are going to break down and say, oh, no, not another new productivity system. But this is when you've got to check out. Definitely check it out at thetodaysystem.com and start to scroll through. It's all about using an index card and then leveling up through the four levels that encompass this system But it's all about simplicity. It's all about focus. It's all about prioritization and motivation. It's even got gamification and feedback, self-awareness elements to it. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this conversation. But I figured I'd throw that link out there right now for you to click through either on your phone or something if you're not working out or driving. You can follow along, and it's very interesting, and it's very simplistic yet practical, and that's what I really love about it. So click through the show notes for this episode on whatever app you're listening to this. You should find the link for thetodaysystem.com and follow along as you listen to this episode and this conversation with Mike Sturm. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome back to the show, Mike Sturm. Mike, welcome back.
0: Thanks for having me back, Eric.
1: So if people haven't been long time listeners at this point, we're not going to do a deep dive. We'll do a quick, you know, very brief recap. You've been on the show twice before. First time we went on to like, uh, we did go on that time, a really deep dive. Oh, yeah. Into what's the meaning of productivity and the names, you know, the components of it and breaking it down and all the it's it's actually if you if you like to geek out on productivity or even if you don't, but you you like language and you like breaking things down and analyzing them and assessing them. Like, yes, if you're into productivity, it's definitely theoretical as well as practical, but it is it can be a very overwhelming conversation. But at the same time, listening through it once might give you a better grasp of productivity and some of the concepts there. It's not all about calendars and to-do lists, and so it stays true to the name of the show in that way, but (laughs) it was definitely a hardcore, like, 201, 301-type lesson in productivity that's, yeah, maybe less practical, but in diving into that theoretical, you got some of the practicality of it, I guess is the best way I can say it. So yeah, yeah, I'd so, say that's fair. <laughs> but what's funny is, is at the time that was one of the most downloaded episodes of the show.
0: Wow. It really cool.
1: kind of. Yeah. So that was very interesting to me. And I thought, oh, so I need to go way, way deeper from now on. I don't think that's the case. But that said, and then the next time you were on, we talked about your book that had just come out the Wabi Sabi way. And I won't go really into what that is. All I'll say is. Both those conversations will be linked up in the show notes for this episode, so you can go back and listen to those if what you hear in this conversation is interesting to you. I think those two, as well as this conversation yet to be had, are going to be similar in some ways and dissimilar in others. This one, I think, is going to be maybe the most practical and less esoteric or theoretical this one, I mean, you, you came to me and you said, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but I have created this new productivity system. And anytime anybody ever says that to me, I'm like, okay, what do they think they've discovered now that nobody else has thought of before? <laughs> but I knew who it was coming from so that I was like, you automatically had, you know, street cred, so to speak. But I'd love for you to maybe. Before we dive into the system and walk through it, because it actually is a fairly simple system that does kind of build off of itself to greater—I would say—complexity, but that's not really the right word. Greater, uh, you know, power user features, I guess, if you need them, but that's not really the point of it. So, yeah. But you started this for a reason, and I really kind of want to dig into what was that necessity that you found in terms of creating this personal productivity system for yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, basically came up with it. I guess there were two parts to the origin story. And, you know, the first part is I came up in personal productivity. I think the way that a lot of people did, right. You, you get your job, you know, or your career, or you're striking out on your own. Either way, you need some kind of system to keep track of all the stuff, right. There's a lot of things flying at you. You have your own goals and objectives for your life. And you want some sort of system to keep track of it beyond just a calendar and like a post-it note. GTD was that for me, right? I was a huge GTD fan for many years going back to when I found it on 43 folders. And I've been a huge fan of it ever since. And, you know, throughout the years, I looked at things like the bullet journal method, you know, eat that frog, the stuff that Brian Tracy uh, talks about in his book and, you know, various other things. And what I ended up not getting out of those systems tended to be the stuff that I really struggled with. So for me that was focusing, prioritizing, staying motivated and like measuring myself and how well I was doing cuz crossing items off of your list or doing a weekly review and and moving projects and stuff around that didn't help me to achieve any of those four things. So After a while, I became frustrated, and that's kind of the second part of the origin story, is I just got so frustrated that I didn't have those four key things, and I wasn't able to get them from the systems that were out there that I was using. So in that frustration, I just kind of, I took a chance and tried something different which is I just got out a three by five index card and I said, all right, I'm going to list, I don't know, five or six things that I need to really get done today. And not because they're on my calendar or because someone's yelling at me, but just like, what are the big important things that if I did them, I'd feel really good about doing them because I know that they're serving my long-term goals. And then next to those items, because I put them in priority order, I gave them each a possible amount of points that they were worth and then tallied up that total amount of possible points. And as I got those items done, I crossed them off and then awarded the points. And what I found is that really motivated me to focus on the top items on the list because they were worth more points. And even though it seems so stupid, like why would that help? It did more so than just putting the the things in order on a list because as I'm going through the day and I see, oh my gosh, I'm only going to get like 50% of the possible points today. If I don't get my act together, that did help me get my act together. And then it just kept going and it kept motivating me and kept getting me to focus. And that's how the today system was born.
1: I love it that you've got a couple of different factors flowing here. One, it's very simple And it's it's definitely a muscle memory thing where if you do this day to day, you'll start to see it fold in on itself habitually, as well as it becomes second nature. Like some people would say, oh, my gosh, you mean I've got to sit down and prioritize? Like I've they everybody gets that we should prioritize. But what they don't want to do is then, you know, start to assign point values to different things Mm. because it's somewhat subjective. Depending upon who you are is at least some of the feedback that I hear somebody maybe thinking out loud.
0: It is absolutely subjective,
1: <laughs> but it's gamification. Yes. I mean, as soon as you started saying I would count it up and at the end of the day, I'd have you know a certain amount of points and I'm always trying to get the most points for the day and you assign the most points to the most important things. I kept thinking to myself and at the end of the day or and as well as like the end of the week or whatever, you level up. I mean, seriously, if you were truly geeky, you could branch out of this and start to label like, you know, oh, I'm not even going to go there, but uh, you know, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like you could like intermediate master level wizard Gandalf, all these different. I mean, that's just the basis, like riffing on it, but you could go that direction if you wanted to. But of course, you're talking lifetime and long term. And it's like, oh, yeah, at a certain point, it's just like, okay, I'm a master. Okay. I'm an uber master. Okay. I'm a, you know, it gets a little hard to differentiate there too.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's why there's you know there really is a way to do this for I'd say most type of people. So you know there are four levels to it that you could take it to. At the simplest level, it is just taking out a three by five index card, deciding what the most important things are to you for that day, right? Not items that are on your calendar where you're going to be there anyway or you're going to have something done anyway, but items that you know you've got to push yourselves to do. And I I do talk uh, at length in a couple blog posts and stuff like that about the difference between push and pull items. And we can get into that. Um, But just items that you've got to push yourself to do, you put them on the card and you put them in priority order. And then you just use a weighted score where it's like if you've got seven items on the card, the very first item, which is the most important, is worth seven. The second is worth six and so on and so forth. The idea is to do that before your day starts, whether it's the night before or that, you know that morning. And then at that point it just becomes about how intentional you can be with your day and and how much you can follow through. And that's, you know, that is one level, but it, it can be powerful in and of itself because even if that's all you do and you just do that each day and you look at your score and you try to make sure you get as close to, you know, 100% as you can, that in a, in itself will be effective because what you're then doing is you're setting up an intention for the day early on and you're assigning an objective number to it. So that now you get to look back through the day and at the end of the day and say, all right, how intentionally did I spend my time? Did I work on the stuff that at the beginning of the day or the night before I said was important to me? So in a sense, it's it's both a motivator but also a feedback loop. And so when you look at your card at the end of the day and you didn't work on like any of the important items. Instead you just kind of took care of the easier or less important things in the bottom that should tell you something, right? You need to tweak your approach. Either it's you need to figure out how to more effectively motivate yourself or you need to take on less, right? Fewer tasks, or you need to look at what the things are that you think are important because maybe they're not as important to you. There are various factors, but at the very least, that score then each day gives you a suggestion that you need to either change something or keep going how you're going.
1: I like that you're basically giving the point system. You know, you're moving away from like, you know, I don't know, change kitty litter random task i'm putting on a, a you know card in my head right now <laughs> 15 points you know 15 yeah. it's 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 like the the points in uh you know the made up points in uh, harry potter you know 1000 points to gryffindor suddenly and it's right. like that doesn't make any sense like wh- what's the what's the scale here we don't know exactly but this is just literally however many things you have listed is how many point slots that you know you, you again you prioritize them first and then add the points arbitrarily it's it's not up to you it's just that's what fell the way it fell and so it's very good that way i like that you mentioned putting less things on there because i think that's one of the things that a lot of people have one prescribed but two also hate about to do lists is mm-hmm. You know, often you hear, okay, you sh- you have to have your big three. And I'm like, that's great and all. And I can get those big three done, but I've probably got about seven or eight things total that I need to do. Some of them are very small. Take five minutes, but I have to track it, have to collect it, and have to then mark that I've done it. And you're incorporating that here. And so I really like that you're you're kind of blending systems or or picking and choosing pieces from systems into your own.
0: Yeah. And that's that's a big part of, I think, what motivated me to keep going beyond the first day because, you know, I saw that I think the the very first day, and it's interesting, I I actually, the first card that I um, wrote for myself was November 30th, 2020. So yesterday was the, the first anniversary of me working the system for myself at least. And I still fill out a card every day. And the score at the end of the day does really, it helps me to understand things better and many times what it does help me understand is i continue to struggle over committing even after having developed the scoring system and seeing in like real numbers that i i did not get the important things done and that my score suffered because of it i still tend to overcommit because you know uh, We reach a point of the day, whether it's at the very beginning or it's at the end of the day before where we're like, all right, tomorrow's going to be like way better than today and I'm just going to crush it tomorrow. Tomorrow me is like a superhero compared to today me, but it's still the same you. What, how much will you have changed in a day, and how much will your habits and your mindset? How much would they have changed from today, right? So it is about starting to get realistic, and and there there's a lot of kind of tips and tricks for figuring out what to put on the card because the stakes are high, right? If you're committing that you're there's nine items on your card, you're saying like nine items is the only way for me to get 100, percent and so that matters. So what I try to do is you look at your calendar or look at your day and figure out how many free hours you have in the day, right? Like how many hours you have where you're not committed to other stuff that you could focus on the items on your card. And then you times that by 1.25. And that's the approximate number of items you should put on your card, unless you have a really, really good grasp of exactly how much time you're going to need to spend on each item.
1: Now, the 1.25, is that representation of time or are you expanding just to give yourself a little extra buffer because things come up or what what does that number signify?
0: It's basically a combination of, you know, what I've found these kind of tasks will take, but also a buffer. Okay. So I mean, if it's super important, if it's important enough to put on the card, I don't imagine it's gonna take you less than 30 minutes. If it does, awesome, that's a bonus, right? But, you know, anyone who's done research into project management or or been trained in project management knows that, you know, there are all sorts of pitfalls to thinking you know how much time something's going to take.
1: You mentioned that you've been doing this for a year now, and that brings up a whole other cascade of questions, which I don't want to get all of into just yet. But one of them, I imagine, is over time, you have learned for better or for worse, I guess, you know how, I mean, you, you still say you you have trouble over committing. So, I mean, that's a year in and you're mm. in a lot of ways, one of the productivity experts that's out there. And so it's like, well, if he can't get it right over a year, then how can anybody get it right? But it's it's not about that. It's about continually and perpetually learning and tweaking. And again, we've been in an unstable calendar slash just society <laughs> for the past year to two years now. So I imagine just like seasons normally change, whether it's actual seasons or metaphorical seasons where different commitments or different roles are of higher priority at different times, you've had to adjust.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess what's interesting is, you know, I started this kind of knee deep in the pandemic. And so in a way, I've lucked out having that time before this, uh, where I didn't have to adjust to, you know, more working from home and all that stuff. But I've made the adjustment the other way now where uh, I used to travel very consistently for my job because I'm in sales and, um, you know, that pretty much stopped for a while and it's now starting to to come back into play. And that has become a challenge. I remember the first time that I had to, to travel, Uh, like an idiot, I put a bunch of items on my card. I ignored that 1.25 rule. Or I just thought, oh yeah, that's the time that I'm driving to the airport and the time that I'm walking to the terminal or somehow magically free time that I could be working on stuff. And I overcommitted, right? And then when I got back to the hotel room and I was dead and I didn't really have the time or energy to work on this stuff, I got a terrible score and I had to face that music. And I think the big thing to me was like, yes, I was angry about having done that, but at the same time i was grateful that i have this mechanism that shows me in very simple terms in a, in a number i can understand look idiot you overcommitted again and here's your forever memory engraved in this card that you overcommitted on this day so take note of that and learn something from it now i i could very well just not learn something from it but at the very least there's an artifact there as opposed to just having a really long to do list and i'm just angry every day that I didn't get to it, but there's no artifact that shows me what that means. And there's no reminder that I should do something about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and you're doing these on three by five cards. And I imagine now that you're, you're still holding onto them, maybe in a uh, three by five card plastic holder that you you know crack, yep. crack open and you put the next one in and you know, it's it's almost like journaling, and it's almost like bullet journal in some ways, too. Maybe, I mean, not really, but in the same way, it is tangible, it yeah. is physical, it is, yeah. it, but it's simple, and it's a card, yeah. and you hold, you know, you take it with you. I mean, I guess maybe you're taking it with you, maybe not. Maybe you're transferring it to digital, and then you're keeping score. I mean, you could, again, I'm, I'm throwing options out there for people to maybe see, yeah. you know— a hybrid productivity, digital analog productivity system can accommodate this system that you're talking about. I, I mean, I'm saying that, like, OK, if my phone's always with me, I can write the card, then that's my master card. That's my, you know, that's, that's the sacred card, but the digital one, I can, you know, check the stuff off. And then once it's done or whatever, you know, at the end of the day, when you do like a daily review or something, you then say, okay, how did I do? In other words, you score yourself for the day at that point, like you would with just the, the, the analog, with just the paper card.
0: Yeah, and I am. I mean, I'm a huge fan of technology and productivity apps, and um, you know, I've I've done a lot of work writing for Workflowy, um, which is an app that I've been using, gosh, for probably seven or eight years at this point. Uh, very simple list making, uh, hashtag, and, and app features, and I, and I love it just for organizing my thoughts. You know, there's elements of the Today system beyond just the card where some of the apps can become useful right i talk about something called the uh, s3 or simplified scheduling system that's basically level two of the today system so once you're comfortable just doing the card then it's like all right let's build kind of a, a schedule for the items that you want to you want to end up on a card eventually in the near future and that's where that lives and it's broken down into four categories it is today the next few days this week and then next week and after And people people in the community have modified those kind of based on their their own worldview of time. But the idea is not to pigeonhole yourself into a calendar, but to give kind of a relative time frame for the things that you want to fall on your card and to keep that list refreshed based on the things that are are coming up in your own goals. So, you know, that that can live in, in any kind of app you want or a paper journal or whatever. The reason that I gravitate toward the card for each day has a lot to do with my own experiences with technology. You know, as I said, I'm a huge fan of productivity apps and technology and all that. I use it on a daily basis. But the issue that I've found with it is that a lot of times it can become a big distraction when it comes time to just get some things done. I'm going to totally butcher a quote from Merlin Mann, who's one of my favorite productivity gurus. but Uh, you don't put your compost in the CRISPR, right? Once you start putting information and like tasks that don't need to get done for a while and all that other stuff in the same place that you're going to be looking at today to see what's important to do today, that's just a lot of noise that you don't need. And maybe other people's brains are stronger than mine, but I just can't take that. So having a separate card, there's nothing else on this note card. I'm not putting notes on it. It's not receiving new input. No one's sending an email to it. It is just a card with the things that I, myself, in my solitary reflection, what's important in my life, what I have put on for today, what I want today to mean. So I I have not deviated from that, and I don't think I will.
1: I'm trying to come up with a, a metaphor that makes sense here, but ultimately, it's that the card isn't necessarily a to-do list it's that it's an action plan or it's a compass to immediately say, Where am I at right now? Oh, yeah, that's where I'm at. And this is the next thing I need to go. You know, this is the next step in the directions for today's road trip or something along those lines. But that you pull that off of the big map of the master travel plan. I think yeah. that, that makes the most sense because, like you said, the, the calendar is definitely a powerful tool here's the thing i i had somebody uh, a while ago, say you don't need a to do list. You just need a calendar. Actually, I've seen a I've seen an Instagram ad on this where this guy says, "Here, I want to I want you to see my to do list." And then it turns the camera around and it shows his screen on his laptop, and he's like, "Actually, I don't I don't even use a to do list. I just use this incredibly intricate system of calendar with lots of different colors and breakdowns and things." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so just <laughs> ex- exacerbating the point and." I think here's the thing. There's a there's a macro level and a micro level because you could use a digital tool as well for the macro stuff and then translate the immediate the necessity type stuff. Like I kind of, you know, I kind of like calling it an action plan. It's today's action plan is this, you know, and then you just get through the action plan. You see how well you executed on the action plan. But again, it, it makes sense that you're calling it the today system because you're focusing in on today. I love that you you describe that productivity is always about looking at what you've done and looking forward at what you need to do, but you can only ever do anything right now, and that that's what the card and the system accommodates,
0: yeah and I mean, early on when I first started doing this, I was like, well, okay, you know, I don't want to make this a big deal and say like here's this thing that I've created, and everyone you know." listen, you know, I just, I wanted to uh, frame it out as simply as I could and just talk uh, simply about why I found this so helpful to me. And as I started just thinking about it, you know, a very simple phrase occurred to me, which is, you know, today is all you have, right? And I mean, if you want to get super philosophical, you don't even have all of today guaranteed, you just have this moment. But, you know, generally, like, when you wake up in the morning, you know today is really all you have. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed for any number of reasons. So have all the plans you want for how you want the week and the month and the year to go. But today is when you're really going to be able to get things done. There's no acting over two weeks or three weeks. You can just take action today and right now. And I like your idea of calling it an action plan. But there's really two ways to think about it. It is an action plan, but the score almost makes it like a, a commitment and the way that I've chosen to look at it, because for me, productivity, I realized is, is about getting as many things done as you can and, and being effective. But more for me, especially as I get older, it is about meeting commitments effectively. And the most important commitments that I make are the ones to myself and the card each day is my commitment to myself. Because by and large, the items that go on the top of the card or that should, the ones that are worth the most points, should be the ones that are serving your important goals. Like the ones that are going to make a difference in your life so you can make your life into what you want it to be. Those should be the items on the top of your card, not the ones that are the most urgent, but the ones that are the most important. And it really is about making the important items also urgent by putting them on the card and putting a number in there. And then just saying to yourself, I am committing to doing these things come hell or high water. And then sometimes hell and high water do come. And then, you know, you'll see that reflected in your score. But really, it is about being intentional and about making a commitment to yourself that you're going to drive as hard as you can to get these things done today.
1: I imagine that some of the other things that you've learned over doing this for a year, other than just reducing the overcommitment or the habit of, of the tendency, I should say, of overcommitting on the card. I'm curious, how often are you looking back other than just scoring the day? How often do you look back and look back at yesterday, look back at last week? I mean, are you keeping like a, a weekly or a monthly score for yourself or is it just, okay? I've scored the day. I know what yesterday was. Let's try and be higher point wise than that tomorrow. What's the system there in terms of assessing how you've done?
0: Great question. So that takes us to level three. So obviously, level one was just the card, right? Doing a card each day. Ah, uh, level two is doing the card every day, but also having this simplified scheduling system that can help you load stuff into it. The third level then is having those first two elements, but then doing a weekly reflection process. There's a little bit of daily reflection, but you know the the big step is taking it to like a weekly reflection. So I have a spreadsheet, and there's a template of it that's available on the website. Um, and basically, it's it's kind of a, a scorekeeping sheet. So you enter in, you know, your score for each day. And then there's a field for, you know, notes on the day. and You can just take some notes about, you know, how you were feeling, maybe what you got done, what you learned, it's just reform. And I do that every day as well. And then post that into the community. So we have a discord community where I'll, I'll post a picture of my card from yesterday and, you know, my score and then just some general notes. And then each week though, so there's, a, there's a tab on that spreadsheet that has a couple of questions for the week and it keeps track of your weekly score and it'll compare your score for the week to your score for last week and it keeps a running tab of your your, your lifetime score however many days you have entered in on that spreadsheet that you're tracking it, it keeps an updated running score and so i have a lifetime score and then i have my weekly scores broken down and so at the end of each week As I'm reviewing my projects, tasks and all that stuff and my goals, uh, I am reflecting back on how did I do during the week? You know, what does my score look like? How do I feel about that? If the score is worse, uh, why do I think that's the case? And that'll involve me looking back at the cards, right? And looking back at the notes that I took each day uh, and figuring out why my score was worse. My score was better. All right. What did I do this week? Did I follow the 1.25 rule better, right? So that I really didn't overcommit. Did I have things that didn't take as long as I thought they would? Um, did I get help? Uh, whatever, right? Whatever I, th- I think ha- had helped me. And then how can I duplicate that? And then there's kind of a third question, which is given that reflection on my score and how things went, what am I going to do? This week, what am I going to do differently this week if I need to improve or what am I going to try to replicate from last week in the coming week and make sure that I really zero in on that stuff?
1: And this is not altogether different from the weekly review from getting things done. I mean,
0: it was based entirely on that. I stole shamelessly. Yeah.
1: The thing about this, though, is, is you're doing a little bit actually the weekly review for getting things done doesn't necessarily go into analyzing how you did and what you, you know, it, it it's yes. more, what did I do and what did I not get done and where then do I need to move it to for it to get done? Or at least that's the default when it comes to a weekly review that a lot of people think of. They don't think of analyzing in a performance type analysis.
0: No. And that's actually, to me, that's been the real game changer. Like I think starting to do a card and I think I probably did the card for three or four months before I I really formalized this reflection process. But once I did, that really boosted things in a huge way because I'll I'll spend that time now. And it's not just time organizing, which for me, that's what the weekly review in GTD always was. It was just it was organizing, right? David Allen would always say that you should go to those higher altitudes, right? Why am I here? What's my meaning in life? Am I living up to my to my meaning? Do I need to reorganize my goals and all that stuff? But I never got there. And I don't I don't know how many people doing GTD really would get there regularly. For me this this was a big differentiator because it was like oh i am reviewing my tasks and stuff but really what i'm going back and doing is i'm giving myself a performance review which i mean to me that was huge just like objectively looking back at myself how good am i at following through on what i committed to do just to myself right how, how well am i treating myself how seriously am i taking my own goals and, and what do I need to change? I never got that out of weekly review. I'm sure there are people who are doing just GTD who do get there, but it's not formalized, right? So for me, this is part of the system. It's formalized. And so it really forces you to do that. And it forces you to do that reflection that is not only kind of difficult and we tend to avoid, but it's also very meaningful and helpful.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely one who I, I, I'm i a firm believer in even a daily small, quick review. I kind of like to think of it as passing the baton to future me. We we talked about mm. future self earlier and I like, that. I, I like that. And, and you know, you can pretend that the card is the baton if you want to. Yeah. And I'm also a firm believer in the weekly review. I like to look back and I also like to forecast a little bit and look forward. Yeah. And I even try to branch it out and say, okay, let me look forward more than just one week. Let me look at the remainder of the month so that like You know, for example, I don't schedule three or four podcast recordings all in one week the majority of the time. Now, there are times where I want to get ahead. And so that's something that I build in. It's like, oh, in the month of December, for example, I want to get ahead so that I've got like January and February like already set in stone. But that takes forethought, that takes planning, and then it takes implementing that as a possibility. And without pausing and thinking about that, and planning it out, it's not going to happen. And in fact, it's almost going to surprise me every single day. So, <laughs> but, the, but you're getting to the horizons thing. Yeah, I think most people don't find themselves able to get to that point if they don't automatically build the time in on whatever frequency is best for them personally to do that daily, weekly, monthly, etc., quarterly. And so one of the default things I try to do is, especially on a quarterly level, is say, can I find a day? Or even just a Saturday morning for two, three, four hours once a month or at minimum once a quarter where I can be uninterrupted and, you know, really look at those horizons, those high level things and then start to and then, of course, this is I incorporate. David Allen and the, the brain dump and the brain, you know, just get it all out of my head, sit there with a cup of coffee, maybe somewhere public if possible. That kind of helps me feel like I'm doing something important and I deserve it and I'm rewarding myself and all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> but that's, Yeah, whatever that, works. Yeah, whatever works, that's me. Everybody else, find your own way. But... To have that pause moment and reflect. And we've even talked about, you know, having pauses and strategic planning and decision making in, in recent episodes of the show. And so that's when some of that stuff starts to be incorporated in. And in fact, here's me as a podcaster calling out my unintentional genius here of the goals and project list being something that would then come from a sit-down session like that, which is the next part, the level four or horizon, if you will, of (laughs) this system.
0: Nice segue.
1: Yeah. I call it it out for comedy's sake. That's that's why.
0: (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that that's exactly what it is. So, you know, level four is about that higher altitude. And yeah, I struggle with it still. But level four is basically formalizing your goals and then like sorting, sorting your projects and the associated tasks with those projects so that it's much easier for you to then put the important stuff at the top of your card each day. And, you know, as I was just doing my regular reflection, what I found was there's really, there's a hierarchy at work here and it goes goals, projects, tasks, right? So the tasks are, you know, David Allen's runway level, right? Get cat food from store, renew driver's license, all these things that you've got to do that need to be done. Some of those tasks serve projects. Uh, Some of those tasks are just one-offs. The projects then are these kind of medium 10 to 20,000 foot level stuff that they're going to take a while. They might be for you. They might be for someone else, but they're there and you've committed to them or you think you're committed to them and they've got their own tasks or you need to populate a task list to get those projects done what i found is that myself and a lot of people i talked to would kind of rest at the project level and so you would just have these tasks in these projects without a clear idea of like who those projects were serving right which which uh, project, the task was serving, that's usually pretty easy to see. Like, oh, yeah, I know that these three tasks are for this project, and that's why I got to get it done. But what wasn't always clear to me is all right, so you got this project or you got these 10 projects. What overarching goal of yours are they serving? And I think we assume a lot that they're serving some sort of overarching goal. But when you sit down to think about how, how is this project or these set of projects, how are they serving uh, really important goals of yours? It's not always so clear. And sometimes you find that they actually are not serving your goals. And what's even worse, they might actually be detrimental to you achieving some of your goals. And so to me, that was, that was something I discovered and that created level four, which is don't just have a list of tasks and projects, but sort those projects and tasks based on if they're serving your overarching goals, your important goals. Now, it's fine to serve other people's goals from time to time, but your life is about your own goals. And sometimes those goals can involve, you know, helping others and serving others, and that's fine, but that needs to be clear to you. And you need to be fully understanding of how each project you're committed to serves a goal. And if it doesn't, that's fine. You might still need to do it, but you need to understand, hey, this isn't a goal-serving project. And then that allows you to more effectively place Items on your card each day that are serving projects that are serving your goals.
1: If I can interject, then I would say to a lot of people out there, they are in either probably in one boat or another where. They either are fully in charge of assigning themselves the work that they need to do, which is a challenge in and of itself, because then you've got to deal with your own boss, which is you, and they can be (laughs) a real jerk or lazy or fill in the blank, or they might find themselves that they are part of a team and they've got someone that manages them or they report to. And the key there, I would say, from my experience, I'll see what you say, is your goals need to be aligned with their goals or the goals of the team. And that's one of the things you need to consistently, but without freaking out about it, make sure that you're working on the right thing or your goals are the right goals that serve the team slash serve that person above you's goals because they're delegating things to you as part of your job description and your tasks at hand for a reason.
0: I think that's why level four is actually probably even more important for people who work on a team and especially those who work for other people who are delegating to them. I'm in that position. You know, I've worked at a company for 11 and a half years now and worked under various different managers, some really awesome, some terrible. And I've also, you know, been managing people for quite some time. And so I've become even more sensitive to that over the years and especially over this past year, because I got really good at focusing on today, okay, check that's done now i got to get focused on that alignment and you're absolutely right eric that alignment is is key you've got to align yourself first right and make sure all the stuff that you've agreed to do even if it's self-generated that that is actually serving your goals i was so surprised when i first looked at my own self-assigned projects and tasks how many things didn't actually align with my goals right once i had formalized those goals i was like wow and no wonder I wasn't like making a lot of progress because I had myself busy with all these things that I felt like I needed to do but they weren't actually aligning to my goals right now. And then the next step was okay, my boss is now giving me this project. Man, it's not clear that this is actually going to align with my goals. So I either have to revise my goals or see if I can renegotiate this project. And that really gives you two outs, right? Because the alignment of your goals with your your manager's goals, that can be a productive conversation where either you come out with a better understanding of, okay, now I understand how this project does feed into my goals. It's sort of indirect, but I can see it. Or it could help your manager realize, oh, you know what? I'm assigning this to to Mike because I think he'll get it done, but it's actually not going to help him further his goals at the company. So, you know, uh, that's something that I need to rethink.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I I love that. And I mean, I think this is the beauty of this system is that first and foremost, you're coming at it from an approach of simplicity and it, it really reflects One, I love that it's analog. Again, I I talked about possible digital augmentation or supplementation a while ago, but I love that it's first and foremost done analog because it helps you not have colors and bright, shiny screens and noises (laughs) and bells and whistles and all of that for for the sake of having focus. And then I like the gamification. I especially like the self-assessment aspect of it. What's great is is at every level here, you can kind of say, this is how much of this I can handle structure wise that is helpful. And you can stop just short of adding in the complexity that would throw you off from continuing and with consistency. The main factor is I love that at each at the bottom level and then at all the way through you're, you're adding in this layer of prioritization from a micro level to a macro level and this is this is really appealing like i kind of want to figure out a way to incorporate this myself i very much use digital tools especially because i'm collaborating digitally with other people however i want to see if i can use the card for my end and have that on you know have that be on my desk so
0: yeah it's i mean i i think I think why and I've gotten, you know, a lot of positive response from the people that um that have looked at it right and have have joined the community and just emailed me and stuff like that. And I think the flexibility is a huge part of it. You know, I'm by no means saying that, you know, you need to fill out a card every day and keep it only on the card and and all that stuff. I mean, you could very well digitize this. uh, I have strong beliefs about my own brain and how it works that leads me to believe I need to have the card. But the other thing that people have said is just, you know, I like that it's not an all or nothing system. And I try to be very careful when I talk about existing systems like GTD and the bullet journal and the Ivy Lee system and other things like that. A lot of these systems though, like GTD are kind of all or nothing. You could do parts of it, but I think David Allen's entire thing is like listen it's about getting stuff off your mind and getting it into a trusted system and in order to, to trust a system like GTD you really have to engage with it at its uh, its normal complexity which means you've got to keep all of the lists updated you've got to have contexts going you've got to do a weekly review that runs through all that stuff there is a lot to keep up with once you start doing it and you're you're thorough with it then you can really you know do a great job with it but I found that especially for people who are coming at an entry level or people who have kind of hybrid systems in place already, you can't really take on part of GTD. Whereas with the today system, at least you could just take on level one and just do the card and you can integrate that into whatever system you want. As a matter of fact, there's a blog post. I think there's two of them that I've done on the website that are about integrating it in with other systems. You know, I talked about doing it with bullet journal because I have done that for a while and there's effective ways to do that
1: perfect. I think that this is a great jumping off point here to just say one, in the show notes I'm going to link up to the your two past episodes that you've been on the show. But then also I'm going to link to the todaysystem.com where people can jump in and find out more and and in fact I should have said this right up front. If you wanted to follow along with visuals and the text breakdown of what we're talking about you could do that, too. And in fact, you can go back through and listen again if you want to <laughs> while scrolling through. Very simple. You can do it on your phone while you're listening. But yeah, the today dot com is where people can find that anything else that you think is uh, worthy of a mention here.
0: Yeah, I guess. So if you go to the system.com there's, you know, there's basically two guides you can use. There's the um, quick start guide, which is kind of a very short rundown of, of getting started with a daily card. And then it mentions the other levels. And then there's the in-depth guide, which, you know, goes through all the levels we talked about. It's got pictures and all that. But also there's two things that I think new users can find very helpful. One is joining the Discord community. There's a link at the bottom of the the page where you can click to join the community. and. There's a channel where you can post a picture of your card each day and put in your score and your notes. And there's a couple of us that are doing that on a very regular basis. There's also just different things to read about tips and tricks. We found that to be helpful. The second thing is on the site, there's normally a pop-up window that'll prompt you after a little while to join, to sign up for an email course, which I've gotten great feedback on. It basically, through the course of a week, sends an email a day to you to help you walk through from level one, starting the card, all the way up through level four. And then, you know, you'll get occasional emails from me as well. So I, I think those two things can be helpful when you're starting.
1: Perfect. Love it. We'll list it all up in there. And Mike, again, you've delivered. And, and I again, I would say we were similar in some ways with this conversation to the last two, but it's an altogether different conversation just as well so i encourage people who have not listened to those episodes to go back and check those out if they liked this one because it's going to fold in and and fit together with what we talked about here so mike open invitation always come back let me know when you're ready to talk about something awesome and new and we'll schedule it out thanks for being here
0: awesome thanks for having me eric always a pleasure
1: well that's another podcast crossed off your listening to do list I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Mike Sturm. Again, I highly suggest you go back and listen to the previous episodes with him. They're listed in the show notes as well as thetodaysystem.com. You can find all those links in the show notes for this episode easily in your app of choice wherever you're listening to this or just go over to beyondthetodolist.com and you'll find it there thank you again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate you doing me the favor of sharing this episode with somebody that you know needs to hear it. Just hit the share button, send it off to that person real quick. It'll take two seconds. They'll thank you for it. I'm thanking you for it right now, as well as thanking you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for sharing. And I will see you next episode.